Amen. Here we go. Another Dominion Sonship Live coming to you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We are stirred up here today because God is so good to us. God is so, so good to us. And when we see God, we see goodness. When we see God, we see happy. And so we are happy, happy to be alive in him, happy to give him glory today. We are rejoicing because we know who we are. We are the very loved children of God. And we are alive today. The topic for today is what he whispered to me yesterday, later on in the day, the word alive, alive, alive. We are alive today. We are alive. Death is defeated. Our king is alive. And because he lives, I live. Because he lives, you live. Because he lives, we live in him today. We move and we have our being in our God. And the message of life is really what everyone is desiring these days, whether it would be through a um, skin renewal program, an exercise program, a diet program, whatever it is, everyone wants to live long and strong. Well, now in Christ, we have an assurance of a long, strong life. Actually, in Christ, we have the assurance of an eternal life, a never-ending life, a life that is uh, from above, uh, a life that is lived with Him in a heavenly place, a life of glory, a pure joy life. What? We in Christ are the most blessed because we have been raised together by the blessed Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that we've been raised up together to a place that we can live as he lives now. And so we will start with 1 Corinthians. Because he lives, we live. And as he lives, we live. In the very same manner as he is right now, we are 1 Corinthians, sorry, 2 Corinthians 13. 2 Corinthians 13. <laughs> You're alive, Chad, for I'm alive. <laughs> You're alive because he is alive today. This is Paul writing, for though he, Christ, was crucified in weakness, and that's why we die in the flesh, that is a body of weakness. Yet he lives by the power of God, for we also, we also, you and me and Paul together, we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. We shall live with him by the power of God toward you. And so he is alive. So now we can go to Luke. And as he is alive, we are alive. Luke, the very end of Luke, chapter 24. Verse 6. Hmm. Let's go to 4. This is at the tomb of Jesus. The women had an encounter with the angelic and they heard the message and then they heard the Lord say. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed. This is the women about this because he was not, the, the tombstone was moved. The behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. 
In the midst of the perplexity of life, do not ever lose sight of the supernatural activity of the angelic around about you. You encounter many perplexing moments in life and never let go of who you are in Christ. Never let go that you might be looking at a tomb, but always be mindful the stones rolled away. You're never captive in a tomb. You're never stuck in a hole. You're never stuck in a worldly situation. You're never blocked and barricaded with garrisons of, of devils. No, it is not possible. You've been raised together with your risen Savior. And this is the proof that we have right now. Here, these women, they run to the tomb expecting to see a stone, expecting behind the stone to be a dead body. They want to anoint. But what happens? What happens? All, all that perplexing becomes an awe of, oh, could this be? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Two angels speak to these ladies. And then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, the angels said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? Your life today in Christ is not among the dead. Do not look at your flesh and perceive your life after the flesh. Do not seek the supernatural experiences with your flesh because this flesh is a mortal body. This flesh, the, the dominion over this flesh is sin. But now we, through this, through this resurrection unto glory, we've been delivered out of the bondage of the flesh. So we can now live life by the Spirit far above all. And so he's saying, why are you looking for the living among the dead? There's nothing living in the midst of the dead. Don't go searching for life when you know it's dead. If it's dead, you shut it off and you move on and you behold the living Christ. And at that moment, you recognize that he is alive. So am I alive. And nothing dead and deadly can have dominion over me. Because... Death is defeated forever. Right here we see that death has been defeated forever. The angels, verse 6, say, He is not here, but He is risen. You're not in your dead moment, but you are risen. <laughs> You're not dead, but you are risen. You are alive today. Remember how He spoke to you when He was still in Galilee saying, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And then they remembered his word, and they returned from the tomb. And what we know, we know is they went running and told the eleven. But that's what happens when you by the Holy Ghost are reminded of the word of God. It turns away from the dead thing that you are staring expecting to see a dead body, expecting to see a dead situation, to remembering oh, he is risen, he is risen, he is risen. And at that moment, you shift your gaze to resurrection life that now lives in you, lives in you. Glory be to God. Let's go to John 20, the same account. Verse 11, Mary stood outside by the tomb weeping, weeping, it's sad moment. And she wept. As she wept, she, stopped, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain, but is no longer laying there, had been laying, no longer laying there. Ha ha. Just the way we might, we might think something is a dead body. No, resurrection life is within us. 
My body is a living body now. Glory be to God. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Why are you weeping, woman? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. And what does Jesus say to her? The master, the word made flesh, said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And can we add what the angels, to remind ourselves what the angels told her, you can't seek the the living among the dead. He said, Whom are you seeking? And she, she supposing him to be the gardener, the gardener said to him, and he is the gardener of our life, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I'll take him away. And Jesus called her name, Mary. When we hear him calling our name, all of us wakes up. And she realized it is him. And she says, Rabboni, which is to say teacher. And he said to her, do not cling me because I have, I'm yet to ascend to, to go to my father and your father, my God and your God. And so Mary Magdalene uh, got up and, and ran and told the disciples that she'd seen the Lord and what he's spoken to her. And so today the message is a living message. Today the message is that we are not, we're to cease from weeping and to stop looking for the living among the dead. What does that mean? What does that look like? What that looks primarily is something that we live out. It is a message of life that we are living out every single day. It is a message of a persuasion that now as he is alive, so am I. In Revelations 1.18, the words of Jesus, let's go to the last book, book of Revelation 1.18. This is our reality. This is John verse 17 seeing Jesus in this resurrected state, the living Christ, the one he would have known, whom he would have walked the roads in Galilee. Here now he sees a spectacle of glory, a man divine, and he is like a dead man, verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying, do not Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid in this moment. Do not be afraid. I am the first. He is the first. And he is the life. He is the beginning of my new birth. And he is the end of my moment. He is all I need in this life. He is the author. And he is the finisher of my faith. He is the first. And he is the life. The last. And he says, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, behold, I'm alive forevermore, amen. And I have, what does he have with this life that he has now? I have the keys of hate and of death. The keys of hell and death, hallelujah. Write the things which you have seen and the things which you are, which, and the things which are in the things which will take place after this, the mystery of the seven stars, which is so in my right hand, and the seven golden lamps, and the seven stars and angels, and he goes and, 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 and gives him the revelation of the churches. What the Lord is communicating to us in this hour is that we are 
to have a consciousness of life, that we are to really fear nothing of this earth, that we are as he is in a resurrected state of glory, that we are far above all things. Philippians 3.20 says that we are now citizens of heaven. And from that moment of citizenship in heaven, we are waiting for his return. That though my body be here on earth, there is an earnest expectation. There is an earnest expectation of only life. There is an earnest expectation of only life that we now in Christ have passed from death to life and we now with him live forevermore. That we now with him have no fear of hell. That we now with him have no fear of death. Why? He's got the keys. He's got the commanding authority over hell and death. And he says to Peter, he has given us these keys. And that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth is loose in heaven. So today become alive. Become alive in your moment, in your mind. Become alive to who you are. That you are alive today. That you are alive today and that you have a place of dominion on earth as your citizenship is in this place of glory, the commonwealth of God. I think the Passion Translation calls it the colony of God. The commonwealth of God, citizens of heaven, that we from this high position in the heavenly place in Christ, we rule. You are alive so you can rule and you can decree the matter and you can see a shift on the earth that you can now delegate hell, be backed off at this moment. Death, he got no right to be here in my face. No, no, I don't weep and look, look for life in something that is dead. And what Paul goes and tells us to the, tells the Corinthians that we are now after the man of the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are now not only alive for just me, myself, but we are now a life-giving spirit. We are now decreers and releasers. We are imparters of life. How? By calling on to the world, be reconciled to God. Galatians 5.25, let's go. Galatians 5.25. If we live in the Spirit, which we know we do, let us also walk in the Spirit. And I love, he says this right after he, after Paul writes on the fruit of the Spirit. And so he's saying this is the fruit of the Spirit is, 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 is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh, verse 24, with its passions. And he had just right before this moment listed the passions of the flesh. And so he says, now those that are of Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And so because of it, now we live in the spirit, verse 25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. I wanted to look in the new living, that particular verse. And it is um, 25, right? Since we are living by the Spirit, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our life. And the verse right before that is so powerful with this New Living Translation. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross. 
and crucify them there. And because of that, me reckoning myself dead in Christ, me being baptized into his death, now I can live a life that is in the spirit so I can allow the Holy Ghost to have preeminence and a say in every part of my life. In every part of my life, I have the right to be called a child of God. I have the right to be led by the Spirit of God. It's actually a very practical moment because all of us are so much more at times familiar with our flesh and how the passions of the flesh have carried us and, and taken our thoughts astray and we have yielded to the passions of the flesh and at times in those moments we feel so helpless but that is a lie because we have one thing to do is to reckon ourselves dead. We have to nail the passions of the flesh, the mortal act of the deeds of the body we are now by the spirit mortifying daily by taking the cross of Christ and knowing that is my identity and in that death I have died so now I can live in the liberty of the spirit to stand free in the liberty of the spirit so he'll have he'll have a say in my life the amplified translations 525 actually let's go 24 might as well and those who belong to Christ Jesus, the Messiah, have crucified the flesh. And this is what the flesh is. The godless human nature. The flesh. The godless, less of God. There's no, no God in your flesh. Do not expect that you can please God with your flesh. Don't expect that you can by real hard effort of the flesh ever please God. It is impossible. That nature is godless. That nature, the only thing you have to do with that nature is reckon it dead. It's nail it to the cross. Like New Living Translation says, the passions we nail to the cross of Christ. Come on, nail it, nail it. So you can live in this moment of the Spirit because what is choking the power of God and the living life of God, what makes us sweep and look at the, look at, for the living among the dead is this flesh nature, this godless moment that we at times identify and we ought not to identify with it. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as life found in a dead body of carnality. Outside of resurrection life, that always comes out of death. But without the Spirit of the Lord, without the Spirit of the Lord, there's nothing good about us in the flesh. Those who belong to Christ the Messiah, Jesus the Messiah, have crucified the flesh, the godless human nature. And that's the biggest disappointment is when you try of your own self really hard to please God. And you're always stumbling over those passions of the flesh. Always stumbling, seemingly having no control. No, you're supposed to what? Cast down every thought. Bring it into subjection. Reckon it dead. No, you don't control me. I know who leads me is the spirit of the living God. So we've crucified that nature with its passions and appetites and desires. With its passions and appetites, so the flesh has passions, the flesh has appetites, and the flesh has desires. And passions and appetites and desires want to be what? Satisfied. Don't satisfy them. 
If we live by the Holy Spirit, if we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward. Let us go forward now, walking in line. The NIV says step in step. Let us walk step in step with the Spirit. Let us now go forward, the Amplify says. Let us go forward walking in line, in the lead, in the line of the life of Christ. Walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. So we will now satisfy the passions and the desires of the Spirit, which is the very will of God. And that will of God is that we be alive and that we be a life giver to another. Ah. Glory be to God. So, then from here, and we know Galatians, since we're in Galatians 2.20, we can just live over a page or so. Galatians, actually 2.19, Paul says, For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I now live, it is his life. And that's why he says here that the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live how? By faith. That by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Who loved me, the one that loved me, the one that died for me, lives in me now by the power of the Holy Ghost. And actually... New living one of that is, let's see, 220. My old self, actually 19 is good too in the new living. For when I tried, <laughs> we've all tried, when, when, maybe I haven't tried so much because from the get-go I knew I couldn't try. There was not enough effort in my natural man to try to please God. I had to believe that what she said for me was truth, that he's already pleased with me. And there was no trying thereafter. I just believed. For when I tried to keep the law, it condemned me. <laughs> the more you try, the more you condemned. Because you go in circles. You go in circles. No, just ignore it. Just ignore your natural moment. And the only thing that you have attention to, and that you pay attention to, that you give attention to, is your life in Christ. My old self has been crucified with Christ. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Trying is sheer frustration. And so the way to come out of that frustration, the way to come out of a weeping moment, the way to come out of seeking, seeking the, the living among the dead is by recognizing that the old man is dead. No, it, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ, the life, life of God lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. It's verse 21. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, if me trying really hard, feeling condemned all the time, could make me right with God, then Christ died in vain. Then there was no need for Christ to die. And we know what he just said. We can't, by trying really hard, keep the law. 
will always be in condemnation. Let's see in the Amplified Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. In him I have shared his crucifixion. You see, identity. When I identify myself with Christ, I'm identifying, I'm identifying with everything that he is. And so I'm identifying myself with the way he walked earth. I'm identifying myself with his death. I'm identifying uh, myself with the victory that he wrought down in the pit of hell. I'm identifying myself with the resurrection and I'm identifying myself with his ascension. And I'm also identifying myself with that seat that he is right now. Identification. Your soul identification is Christ because we just read he's your life. You want to know life, know Jesus. You want to know what your life looks like? Read the walk of Jesus. Read, read the book of Revelation. Read the, the volume of who he is. Read the word of God and you would know your identity. You would know that you are no longer your own. But you've been purchased. You've been purchased with a price, which is his body, his life. I have been crucified with Christ, back to the Amplified. In him, I have shared his crucifixion. It is no longer I who live. It is no longer I, Desi, who lives. It is no longer I who live. But Christ, the Messiah, lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. I live by faith, by adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. He gave himself up for me. He gave himself up for me. And we know Galatians 5 says, Nothing, there is nothing that would avail anything in the kingdom of God. Everything is futile unless in verse uh, chapter 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision, no external act, no external trying, no external parade and charade avails anything. But faith working through love. And as we've seen before many times over, if you flip a page, Galatians 6.15, Paul writes in the same manner, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation, a new life, a new life. And this life is a life of faith that works through love. This new life is a life of faith that works through love. Let's say in Galatians for a bit, if you go back to 5, 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. And we know where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You have been called to liberty. And so the liberty is really the life of the Spirit within us. If where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and that we are called to liberty, we're called to a life that is in the spirit. 
You've been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. Don't flesh out now just because you're in Christ and you're forgiven. But through love, this is what liberty looks like. Through love, serve one another. Through love, serve one another. Ghost 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit. When you walk in the Spirit, when you walk in the love of God, when you walk in service to another in love, when you walk, when you walk in faith that works through love, when you walk as a new creation man, when you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The foolproof place that you have an assurance that you will not flesh out is you staying in the love of God. It is you staying in the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Staying in the Spirit of God, who is the Holy Spirit. It is your living life in the revelation of the Word of God because the Holy Ghost is a revealer of all mysteries and of the truth of the Word of God. He discloses the Word to us. 17, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. And this is really where many get stuck in this sort of a battle. But there, in Christ, there's no battle. This flesh has been reckoned, reckoned dead. This flesh has been nailed to the cross. This flesh has no longer dominion over us. But when we yield to the works of flesh, it's this duality comes in a battling way. I know I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. Then you try to do better, trying to please, and you fail again. But when you step up over to recognize I'm a new creation, my identity, my reality, it's Christ himself. He is my life. It's no longer the outer death. It's no longer the old man. The old man has no say in this new moment in God. My identity is his ascension and him seated in the far above place. And from there, I'm made to rule. And he has given me keys. He's given me dominion. He's given me authority. And that that is how you live life, and that's how you will not stumble over the old man. That's how you silence this contradiction. That's how you, you refuse to look back and be caught in the snare of the flesh. That is how you refuse to stay parked and do nothing for God. Because you're not, you don't feel clean enough. You don't feel good enough. You don't feel qualified enough. You don't feel this. You don't feel that. I, I, I'm just, I'm shameful. I'm this. Uh, no, no. In Christ is a brand new reality. And there's no shame in Christ. There's no guilt in Christ. There's no condemnation in Christ. There is what? Righteousness and peace. There is only glory in your new man. And so we're to walk in the spirit and not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And it's, there's a passion because we know these verses. We know these verses. If we've been in church for even just a year, we would have heard a lot of the verses I even just read this morning. And all of us are stuck on camp mode trying to figure out this Christianity. There's nothing to figure out. Just walk. Just walk as he walked. Far above all. Far above the moment of the strifefulness of men in this hour, far above the contradictions of the flesh, far above being movable, abound in the work of the Lord. Don't get parked and start looking for living among the dead. Don't go into a weeping. They don't get me. They'll never get you. You're brand new being. They won't get you. They can't get you. It's, it's inconceivable. The things of the spirit are inconceivable to the mind. And that's what he says here. They're contrary to one another. 
And unfortunately, at times, when with a Christian brother and sister, we can find ourselves in this contrary moment. If their mind is carnal, if their mind hasn't been renewed, or if my mind is carnal, if my mind hasn't been renewed, then it seems like there's contrary moments. And all we are to do now is to press in this word, to forget what was and press to be transformed into this image of Christ by the renewing of our minds. Verse 18, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. You're not under condemnation. You're the free son of God. You're the free daughter of God. Because it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Romans 8. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. And we can say that this is the liberty of the Spirit and this is our life. Verse uh, 2 in, in chapter 8, Romans, For the law of the Spirit, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus, this is the law of the Holy Spirit, has made us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that it was weak through the flesh. Why? Because flesh is sinful nature. Flesh can never satisfy a holy decree. Flesh can never satisfy a holy decree. That's why the law could not, couldn't do anything for the flesh. But God's grace and mercy, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. How did he condemn sin in the flesh? He condemned sin in the flesh of his Christ. He condemned sin in the flesh of his son. He condemned sin when Jesus hanged on the cross and died. The wrath, the wrath of sin hanged on him. Because the law couldn't do it. So the law of the word came and died. The word made flesh came and died for you and me to set us free, to take us far above the requirement of the law, to be a satisfaction, a fulfillment of that which Christ has done. A fulfillment to the desires of God only through the Spirit. Only through this walk of the Spirit. Only through our identity in Christ. It's not mystical. To walk in the Spirit is not mysticism. It is actually to the, to the Christ man within us is the most natural walk you ever do. Paul gives us tips is to, to think on that which is noble, to think on that is good, on that which is of good report, because as you think you are becoming, and so the thought, your thought process, how do you control a thought process? By injecting a new thought process, which is the Word of God. It's called the renewing of the mind. So you can now think of noble and holy and pure things. I just did a, a podcast, Your Love Podcast 37. Yay! I think it's 37. I believe it is. 36 or 37. I think it's 37. And I talked about knowing you're loved. And I use that, that scripture in, in Philippians 4, you know, think on these things like normal and pure and uh, noble and pure and of good report. And I, I, I broke it down and I said, well, that is the very love of God. When you know you're loved, when you know you're alive in love, when you know you're a child of living love, when you know he died and gave you now his 
life, which is a representation of his love. There's nothing high you can think about. You never be down in the dumps. You never be found weeping, looking for your life in the midst of dead moments. Your life is found in Christ. It's not lost in the world. Your life is found in Christ. Your life is not lost in the world. Verse 4, that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us. Look at that. The righteous requirements might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And Galatians told us how you do this. When you walk in the spirit, you not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. See, I just said all of it. Your thoughts. But those who live according to the spirit, they set their minds on things of the spirit. What you think is how you walk. Where you put your gaze, what you look at, is what will determine where you go. Be very guarded. Be very, I think of Smith Wigglesworth, and the only book he ever read was the Bible. The Bible. The only book. No newspaper. No newscasts. No, no the latest flash report. He only read the Bible. And to this day, we talk about the miracles that God wrought through him. Miracles similar to what God did through Paul the Apostle. You don't know everything is going in the world. You only know what he tells you to know. He will, he will disclose to you what you need to do in the world. It'll be a powerful work. Be a powerful work for God. Because we are life givers. We are a rescue operation. But it's of the Holy Ghost. It is of the lead of the Spirit. And only when we walk in the Spirit do we what? Fulfill the righteous requirements of the law. Isn't that amazing? Because Christ has, Christ has fulfilled it all. Because Christ has fulfilled it all, that when we walk in the Spirit, we walk in the Christ life, who has fulfilled it all. Verse 6, to be carnally minded is death. And that's why sometimes when we think of sad moments, we cry, carnally minded, carnally minded. To be carnally minded is death. And want to find life in a sad moment. No life in a sad moment. Get your gaze higher. To a living reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory. A living reality of God before me, who can be against me? A living reality, I'm loved by my Father and I'm alive today. The very life of God lives in this mortal body. The very life of God. And so... But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's being immovable and abounding in the work of the Lord. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. That's where you move the mountains. That's where nothing, nothing can budge you, but you budge all things. That's the Prince of Peace moving through you and hushing every storm. Peace be still. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, and not subject to the law of God, nor, nor it can be. And those that live in the flesh, they cannot please God. But look, nine, who we are. You are not in the flesh, 
but you're in the spirit. What? You're in the spirit of might. You're in the spirit of resurrection power. You're in the spirit that raised Christ from the dead. You are in the spirit. You are in the spirit alive forevermore. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, and he does, now if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead. But why? Because we have reckoned this old man dead. We have nailed the passions of the flesh to the cross of Christ. The body is dead. It has no right to talk to you. That body of flesh has no right to talk to you today. No right. It's dead because of sin. But the spirit is live because of righteousness. And if, and we know, but if the spirit of him, and we know that he has done this, who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So now, from here, we recognize that my life is nurtured by the Holy Ghost. My life is moved forward and, 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 and upward by the Holy Ghost. My life is of the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is on in the spirit. The kingdom of God is not of meat and of drink. But the kingdom of God is of the Holy Ghost. It's in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness and peace in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom of God. And in this kingdom, in this kingdom, we have living reality of liberty. Liberty. Liberated from carnality. Liberated from death. Liberated from the doom and the gloom that's in the world. Liberated to live for God alone. To be partakers of divine nature. To be instruments of righteousness. To be the ones that God calls his own. To be alive as he is alive. Like he told John the Apostle in the, in the book of Revelation. Do not be afraid. I am the first. I am the last. I am the Alpha, the Omega. I, I, I am your life. And I, I was dead, but I am alive and I live forevermore. This is the aliveness that we now have in Christ. That we now have in Christ. Let's go to Romans 14, 8. Mm. Let's do 7. Paul writes, For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. You always serve a master. You always serve a master. You don't live life to yourself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we're the Lord's. Why fear? <laughs> Why fear? We're the Lord's. We're the Lord's. And we know we have his life. Let's go. I'll finish with only with one verse in John and then we can continue with John next week. In John 14, whether we live or we die, we live to the Lord. We're gods. We are gods. We are the Lord's. John 14, 19. This is before his crucifixion. A little while longer, Jesus says, and the world will see me no more. 
but you will see me. You will see me. It's right after he talks about the Holy Ghost being in them. Because I live, you will live also. Because he lives. Because he lives, we now live as well. In verse 17, just above it, about the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will come to you. And we know he comes to us by the spirit that he has now taken residence in us. In verse um, 21, he says that he who has my commandment and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Just a little further down, he says in 23, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. What does it look like? To have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost live in you. It looks like a brand new creation of God. It looks like you and I in Christ today. It looks like life. Looks like alive. It looks like no death. It looks like no shadow of turning. It looks like pure glory divine. It looks like an overcoming victory all the time. Coming up of every moment so that we no longer weep, but we rejoice. Like he says to her in one of the gospels, rejoice to Mary. Rejoice when he saw her at the tomb. Rejoice. And so we rejoice in his life. And we're done. Amen. 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 Rejoice.